Buongiorno, beautiful beings, and welcome to this week's massive episode of the TB Podcast. Very excited for this week's techno beat. So excited, in fact, that for our first international guests, we've had to break this one up into two parts. Mr. Perspective producer Julian Lepet. Uh, here he is. Bonjour. Uh, <laughs> Two-part two of this week. Why have we done that, my friend? Oh, man, you guys covered so much stuff. It had to be broken up into two parts. I, I think people are, are going to download it as well, and it's going to be easier for the computers as well. Yeah, so um, we have said we wanted to trim the episode length down, but this one was that good. We didn't want yeah. to cut anything out. So this is going to be a two-parter, and even best for the people, they get two tunes of the week. Yeah. Giving the people what they want. This week's episode is hosted and presented to you by Trentoff.com and you can also find more on SoundCloud at Trentoff on the Facebook page, the TB Podcast or the Techno Beat with Trent Bias. If you search either of those or Trentoff into iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Facebook, we should come up. There's heaps of fun photos. Uh, we've got some of our live sets, links to the tunes from our artists as well as uh, upcoming gigs and events. So your home of music in Melbourne and worldwide when it comes to techno and also Psytrance. Uh, before we get to more of the uh, great things happening in the world of Melbourne and international Psytrance that's related to the TV pod, in this first episode, well, we haven't said who our special guests are, but people yeah. have clicked on it, so they probably know. Maybe you should. Do you want to spoil the spoil Oh, the man. Nanoplex is here in the studio today. Nanoplex is here. So Ben Coder. DJ Ipcris, uh, when it comes to when it comes to Duffin, these are guys that you want to see play live. Oh, They've played yes. all over the world, which we will get into. Part one, basically, we'll start off. They're, they're basically fresh off their Rainbow Serpent 2019 gig on the Sunset stage. They played after Perfect Stranger, Yuli Firstat. So we talk a bit about how he has influenced them over their career and what it was like for them to play uh, beside him. Um, and also just what it's like for them at Rainbow. They mm. were also on the Mad Monday on the market stage in 2017. Wow. We get into more of their favorite gigs worldwide. They've got a new album coming out soon. Hmm, yes. Do you know the name? Um, is it Broken Britain? Hey, <laughs> perspective. Oh man, we, we heard some of it and it's just the grooviest thing. We have been uh, blessed with some samples of the new, well, some snippets really, mm. of the new album, which you will hear, uh, I believe in part two, they are gonna fall. Yep. Um, we also talk some of their classic tracks, including their remix of Morton Grenou's Third Eye, uh, Seeds of the Future, Pressure. So um, we get into the creative process, particularly of, of Ben in his mm. production studio, and also how they uh, prepare their sets and, and get their get their flow on, mm. which kind of gets us into sex flow, which some people may yeah. or may not want to hit the skip forward part about. And of course, we play show and tell, which we do every episode with our guests getting into some of their early gigs, some of their biggest crowds as well. So part one is an absolute ripper. Get stuck into it. Uh, when are we going to release part two? Mm, I guess I reckon... maybe when there's a few hundred players, you know, just okay. make them wait, well, make them, make yeah, them, okay. yeah, well, make I was them gonna, earn it. Yeah, right. Well, I was thinking uh, maybe tomorrow or, or at the start of next week, but that's not a bad idea you've got there. So mm. um, everyone, if you like part one, Get out there and share the podcast. Get it around to everyone because once it's got a few hundred likes, then we'll release part two. How yeah. about that for a tease? Sounds good. Coming in the uh, next episode after part two, we're also going to have some more giveaways 
here on the TV pod. So listen out for how you can win. Posters, tickets, prizes, free entries to some of the best parties around Melbourne. Before we give you a bit of a hint in what's coming in part two. You can see the difference between a real cigarette and marijuana. And there'd be no mistaking the texture or content if you were to handle it. Mr. LePet Perspective. <laughs> massive release has just come out this week. Oh, man. What's the name of the EP? It's been unreal, man. Uh, Pitch Black. Pitch Black. It is... Black, Mike, Mr. Black, <laughs> Pitch Black. Uh, it's coming out on the Psytrance charts. What's it released? Uh, debuted at number 30, was it? 31? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And as so, of uh, Thursday night at about just before midnight, mm. what, are we, uh, what are we at now, my friend? Number four, man. Number four <laughs> on the Beatport Psytrance chart. Within three, four days, that, which is insane. That is a testament to the great work of uh, Oscar and Julian, yeah. the Perspective Boys. You can also catch them Thursday nights on KISS FM, 87.6 yeah. if you're in Melbourne or online. That's right. Um, also wanted to just give a quick shout out to previous guests of the pod while we're on the Psytrance charts, thanks to Mr. Martin Weiss, mm. who allowed us last week uh, and his Aboga, te- uh, sorry, Aboga Records label to feature what was number one and what is number one, Space Travel. The track is done with Silent Sphere and Michael Bernal. Yeah. So big thank you to Martin and congratulations on going number oh, one yeah. so quickly on this single track. Amazing track. For, uh, for Psytrance. And also big thanks to Lee Boy, Albert Hunt and many of the festival goers at Babylon, including uh, Babylon event organizer Chris Culinary, Kyle Hand, and uh, James and Dustin from Day Spa for allowing us to roam around the event, interview some of the DJs, punters, the organizers, volunteers, international guests. Um, it was fun putting that little uh, montage, I suppose, together. Mm. So if you haven't caught episode two of this season, it features Babylon Festival recorded live there. We had a chat with Albert who built the Ace Bar stage and obviously featured that Martin Vice track. Episode one was Lee Boy. If you want to learn anything about how to break into the scene and work your way through Melbourne techno and if he's a balloon flicker, then you should definitely check out episode one. As for part two with Nanoplex, which will come in the coming days, in that one we talk about Noisily Festival, warm-up sets, doof sticks, the guys go in on the New South Wales government and how law changes are really affecting that community. And both guys have lived in Sydney, so kind of know what it's about. And then they also give us their Mount Teshmore and favourite acts to see live. Part two is awesome. You're at part one now. I said I wasn't going to have these intros go as long, but I think mm-hmm. this was another special one. Uh, perspective. Yeah. Anything else you would like to add, my friend? Um, well, to promote the the TV podcast even more, I'm keen to do a giveaway. You know, I could I could give the the, the, the new EP for free to someone. For free. Yeah. The new EP. The brand which new. Which is valued EP. like about six or ten bucks on Beatport. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to get slinging this one in the clubs or in the car, uh, what Here's do you reckon chance. we do? Get them to tag. Uh, yeah, they can make a post and tag uh, Perspective and the yep. TV podcast. Yep. So either a Facebook post. Where, yeah, but maybe Facebook's easy. Jump yeah. on the Facebook, tag Perspective, uh, tag the TV podcast, mm. and just to throw a little wrinkle in, mm. how about we get them to send us their favourite track of the moment or a track that they reckon we need to hear. Yeah, other, um, other than Pitch Black. <laughs> other than Pitch Black, of course. Um, and whoever does all three of those, whoever sends through the track that we like the most, maybe. Yeah. 
That's he's it. The he, he's going to get selected. Right, so we'll select that one and uh, we'll, we'll give him, let's give him a week or two to do that. Mm, yeah. So we're not going to just do that before part two gets released. We'll do that before episode five or six. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Congratulations. No worries, mate. Thank you, brother. Um, let's get into probably what has been. Oh, man, I'm keen. This, this is the best podcast we've done. It's amazing. And if this is the benchmark that we've now set and things are just going to keep getting better. Mm. Thanks to everyone who's been tuning in with us from the start. Um, ben also does a Setting the Tone podcast. Ben from Nanoplex. So check that one out. We do talk about that uh, during the pod here as well. i got nothing else to say. Trendoff.com. Check out some of our live sets. Perspective's killing it. Love you guys. Let's go to the intro. Mr. Announcer, let's get to you. Ladies and gentlemen, making their way to the mic, standing a combined height of 12 foot four, two (laughs) pioneers and the current tag team champions of UK progressive techno sound. From way of Hastings and Kent, we have Ben Coda and DJ Hipcrest Manoplex. What an intro. Yeah. <laughs> killer. They are known as being at home, laying down beats in a Berlin basement, and also taking people on a ride on a dusty dance floor. Guys, welcome to the TV podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here and our first international guest. Lovely to be here, mate. A pleasure. It's great. It is a, well, it started as a cloudy day, but now quite a sunny yeah. day here in St. Kilda. We've got Ben in the, uh, the long black skivvy. Chris is wearing a bright grey... Bright grey, grey, bright noisily music and arts festival. Get yep, a plug in early. Branded. He's got the Melbourne Stars hat on. He's talked cricket the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I've been coming local. I've spent so much time here over the last few years. <laughs> the boys are coming off an absolutely ripping set at uh, Rainbow Serpent yep. uh, just a fortnight ago. They're on their way to Earth Frequency Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, this might air um, just after that, but uh, always a fun time up there. Three quick questions for you each. Ben, we'll start with you so people can uh, know whose voice is which. Uh, when's your birthday? 9th of April. Uh, birthplace? Uh, Rygate in Surrey, south of England. And your favourite football team? Chelsea. Okay. And Mr. DJ Chris Chris? Yeah. Uh, birthday? Uh, 20th of February. Birthplace? Gravesend in Kent. And favourite cricket club? Oh, Kent, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so, boys, uh, we've got DJ... Uh, sorry, producer Julian, back uh, here again. Thanks again. Yeah, um, so I guess first we'll get straight into it. Uh, Rainbow Serpent, what a vibe that was. You guys played after the great Yuli Furstadt. Yep. yep. Um, just uh, describe, because this isn't the first time you've been to Rainbow. No, I mean, for me, um, it's my third Rainbow now. Um, and it was great, actually. We played on Saturday and we closed up the sunset stage. Yep. Uh, on Saturday, and I've always wanted to play on the Sunset Stage since the first time I went there. Yeah, because um, in 2017, you're on the Market Stage on market Mad stage, Monday? Yeah, Market Stage Monday, both times. Mm-hmm. So I did I did Ben Coder on the Monday, what was it, four years ago? And then two years ago, we did Nanoplex on the Monday, yep. middle of the afternoon, which was just like dream set, amazing. Yeah, that is. Um, and both, both the sets were dream sets. Um, but this one, I mean, it was it was a different vibe completely, because obviously we were playing on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, we came in on Saturday afternoon, 
Um, what was it about two hours before we played? Yeah, yeah, got stuck in immediately. Got up there. Like, got the, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. to be honest, we got the offer to go in yeah. slightly later. Yeah, no, we took um, it, and we, we took, took it. it. Yeah. from experience, and we yeah. have quite a lot of that now. Yeah. We know what we're like. If we got there on Friday, we probably would have probably hit it. In. Got stuck in on Friday, so yeah, yeah it was good. It was my, good to get my, there on Saturday. My major worry with uh, Earth frequency is, in fact, that yeah, we well, arrive <laughs> on the Friday, we play on Saturday at lunchtime. Yeah, so. and I play on Sunday at lunchtime, so who knows what's going to happen? That's a the yeah, well, we shall see. Yeah, but anyway, it was it was nice to kind of do it and do it on the Saturday and then actually enjoy the rest of Rainbow because yep. you know the past couple of times of the they've been the Monday kind of hanging over my head. So I've enjoyed Rainbow. Got yep. there on Friday or Saturday, mm. um, but there's always been this kind of like thing hanging over you, which is like you, you're playing on Monday, which is yeah. obviously amazing. But you know, um, it's kind of hanging there, so you can't really let loose. So we played. It was it was amazing. Yeah, it was good. And, and then we, we, and then we, we both we'll, kind of threw ourselves into the festival. We'll after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Five, five. Going back to you know playing next to Yuli, I think this. I think our first or I first played again five years, six years ago. Next yeah. to him on a lineup, and I think I think we've played. I think we've played next to him uh, loads of times now. Loads of yeah. times now, and it's a yeah. it's a great combination for me. Back in the late two thousands, two thousand seven, eight, nine, he was. The, one of the major influences to why yeah. I even took on this kind of psychedelic techno yeah. sound, yeah. Uh, and then moving forward is why we developed Nanoplex. So it's really to play next to someone who influenced you so much. Yeah, is uh, you know it's amazing. For he us. Is the he's boss one of our, you know, he's the god, yeah. god of the yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the guy that we you know we both look up to him a lot. Yeah, he's, he's kind of one of our one of our peers now, which yeah. is amazing. You know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. And, and so, how do you describe? I guess his set. Did you see that on yeah, uh, on, on was, the Sunday yeah. as well as yeah. the Perfect Stranger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw I saw both of them. Yeah. Uh, Sunday was amazing. You know, it was obviously him doing Perfect Stranger. Mm-hmm. The Uli first that stuff were before us was was really yeah, good. He played quite hard as well, which was nice. Yeah. So, no, yeah. On the Sunday, what what always takes me away? Like I, I, I obviously see probably see a live set from me in Perfect Stranger. You know, maybe once a year. But what what it takes me back is is how we managed to get those wonderful tunes that I like so much from two thousand and eight, yeah, and rework them again and again Keeps and again fresh. and again, fresh, yeah. and it, yeah. and they sound cleaner and cleaner and better and better every time, yeah. Uh, and I love that because it's it's the same tunes. It's just like always oh, tweet that bit, yeah, well, always tweet that bit, and it just sounds wicked. Yeah, and yeah. he recently brought out the eleven album last year, yeah, yeah. last year, yeah. and uh, I was lucky enough to get seen at Boom yeah. twice now, and um, even. The set he played at Sunset this year reminded me of what he played at the Alchemy Circle yeah. in 2016. And when that even now he plays, he actually posted it on on the socials where he plays yeah. the Hosh uh, remix of Halo. Yeah. Uh, it's just like you hear it coming in and you just yeah. know a special moment's going to come. Oh, no, the festival he, just yeah. um, envelops the whole thing and. I guess it sums up what, what Rainbow yeah. and, and Duffin's about, really. No, he smashed it? it. I mean, that was quite an important set for us as well because we tested out a lot of our new album stuff, which yep. we, we, we haven't really played that much out before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of, you know, you, you can hear the set on SoundCloud. There's loads of unreleased material on there. And um, yep. it was a very different style yeah, of we, set for We us. hadn't really finished that album no. stuff by the end of... Uh, the the sort of the festival summer in England. Yeah. So we've done obviously a run. Well, we've of, only just finished it in December. This yeah. Year, so really, we've done a run year, of sorry. gigs indoors in autumn. Yeah. Yep. So it hadn't really been exposed to yeah. well my favourite place to play, which is yep. big dance floors in out yeah. festivals. You know that's where you really test your music. But out. it was the first daytime set we've done, and a lot of the stuff we played is is kind of the, the daytime half of the album. So the album's got sort sure. of two halves. You know, I'm really enjoying yeah. daytimes yeah. again. Yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah, but a few yeah. years ago, I kind of went back to, oh, I really like nighttime. Yeah. But now I'm kind of really liking daytime. Well, the good thing about the daytime <laughs> is when you're in the crowd, yeah. you can actually find your mates. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's <laughs> That's well, I mean, I mean it, it, was, it was great for us because it actually was the first chance to play it on like a real big rig with a real nice big crowd. Yeah. Um, 
and it went off. It was it was cool. It was killer. Um, it, it, I mean, the best bit. Really the well. best bit yeah. for me is uh, you can see what you're doing when you're plugging yeah. your equipment in. You're not, you know, plug, but you can see the reaction in the crowd as well. You're not you're plugging your cables in your yeah. eyes and stuff when you when you're standing there trying to like. I've, I've not done that before. Try, Chris, try, try, <laughs> you're fiddling around with the mixer, trying to like in the middle of the night. It's uh, yeah. But there's but there's been quite a contrast with the gigs that we've done so far since we've been here, and that was the most. I don't know, in, in inverted commas, daytimey one that we've done out yep. of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Although we're just about to do we're just about one. to go and do more uh, Earth Freak. But, um, Which sounds like it's basically a daytime party. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, I've, I've, never, I've never really been to a festival that closes off Stay of here. that size at midnight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That early. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's good. I mean, I think it's... I'm totally down yeah, with it. Great. Yeah, get some sleep. Just, uh, get some sleep, well, hopefully. Different vibes, yeah. you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, so, but, did you... Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, Is Rainbow fun. the first event you've done since you've been out here this time around? Or? No, we played in Hobart, yeah. uh, which Has was... Yeah, in Tasmania, which was wicked. The guys up there, wouldn't it? What's that, sorry? It would have been about as warm as the UK gets. Yeah, it was pretty much the same over there. Yeah, it was pretty... It was pretty. That was the yeah, first day. Temperate. We had a really like intense first weekend here, like off yep. the plane on Thursday from England. Uh, Friday, Tasmania. Saturday, Sydney. Sydney. Sydney yeah. was an, an all-nighter. Yeah. Uh, and all day, uh, the day after. It went on to about oh, midday yes, the next four, day. Four, I mean... The, the Nanoplex live set was about four or five hours away from my DJ set, which was a... A, a struggle to get through with the jet yeah. lag, I yeah, have to sure. admit. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great first weekend, and yeah, we threw ourselves in the deep end. Yep. But, but that was the first. But they were both club gigs at night, so that okay, was the yep. first daytime proper gig. Do- yep. Yeah, first proper day. like daytime kind of kind of vibe. Yep. Um, proper festival, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, moving was, on to Perth the week, yeah, and then we did Perth, and again that that was that was a funny one because that finished at what midnight, one o'clock, well, two o'clock. In I think end. I had four hours up no, on two. the decks, like all, yeah, all the way through. Was it two or one? I think, I think they extended it till two, didn't yeah. they? Well, we went on for quite remember. a long time. <laughs> went on for quite a long time. Um, a week ago. But again, remember. that finished, That finished. Uh, it was supposed to finish at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was more of like an afternoon kind of daytime kind of thing. Yep. Um, but it was wicked. And it was the same guys that do um, uh, the Alliance, like the, 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 the Alliance stage, Alliance stage Blazing at Blazing Swan, Swan which okay. we really did last year. Yep, cool. Um, so it was kind of a continuation from that. And then Mackay um, in Queensland last yeah, week. Yeah, then Mackay so in Queensland. Flew up and did that and... Uh, Great vibes, a really emerging techno scene up there. So it's yeah. not, there's, that, if two or three years ago, there was no, that music was not being played. played. So, you know, Clint Jameson up there, he's one of the promoter that's really starting to shout push out that. To <laughs> shout out to Clint for being one of the first people yeah. to push that sound. And, yep. you know, big ups for him to, you know, yeah. it's small parties at the moment, but... I can see it growing, you know. I think we should also give a shout out to Ziggy as well while we're, we're giving shout outs to people. I mean, he's been awesome. So, you know, Ziggy, Ziggy Bramich, um, yeah. Zygmunt, um, he's been great in kind of helping us sort of organise the, the, the tour and um, yeah, he's, he's been really good to work oh, with. Absolutely. So, yeah, big up Ziggy. Thanks, Ziggy, for bringing him out. Um, yeah. So, we mentioned uh, you've got a new album coming out. Some mm. of the previous albums for the guys are The Road to the Tin Horse, Digitecture, Evolve, Billion Dollar Brain. Yep. Um, they're on Aboga, Aboga Tech, formerly with Flow Records, and also lowering the tone. Um, before we get into, I guess, how a lot of this came about, uh, here's a couple of snippets from some of the great tracks that uh, Ben has produced by himself and then also as Nanoplex. <laughs> so, what, what, what's this one? I can give you a bit of a test. This one's called uh, Widescreen. And it's yep. just come out on um, Ibogatech, mm-hmm. and it's at about number 52 in the charts or something at the moment. Yep. yep. Um, like I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll check this morning. Yep. And, the, and the other track that is on that release? Uh, it's called We Create. Oh. Yeah. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, the flip of that, yeah. This is the yep. one? Yep. Yep. And these are both by me. Yep. Yep. 
New release on our bag attack. I like so, this one. Uh, this one's not even got in the chart for some reason. But Which I think is a better. I think it's. I think this one's better. I than think the other one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, personally, I think it's a better track. Right. <laughs> of the two, yeah. it's strange because it's happened before with releases. Yeah. You never like, quite know what's going to. Well, the one that you noise. think's the better track. Yeah. It doesn't do as well as the other yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Weird. So, a subtle plug, if anyone manages to catch my sit at Babylon on Saturday night, they might be lucky Great. enough to do that one. Um, what's this one? This is Create. Oh, this is we Create, yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. That's right, that was the <laughs> <laughs> stuck a little cruise <laughs> on my cheese. Oh, I like it. All right, what about this one here? Oh, this is one of ours. Oh, this is a nanoplex tune. Right. Right, give me two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of them. <laughs> Crank, 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 yeah, that's yeah, it. crank, yeah. They say there is a lot of them. Uh, on oh, a lot of them. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite a challenge, this, what tracks are playing, Quiz. Yep. And, and this one is the one that actually drew me to uh, oh, you guys okay, yeah. in the first place. This was, Third I remember, remix. I remember yeah. first hearing this yep. at um, the Rainbow Afterglow right. at the Sarah's Park. Actually, yeah. at, oh, at Rainbow Afterglow. Yeah, 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 that was a killer party, yeah. And uh, I guess to say, it's, it's a Morton Grineau song that you guys yeah. remixed, Third Eye, my favourite. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sidetrack song as well. Um, and Morton Grineau. I mean, like, actually, I, I, I rewrote it, I didn't remix it because he didn't give me any of the parts for it. Because he hasn't so. got them. No, he hasn't got them. We asked for them, he's lost them. So I had to remix the original. Oh, right. I had to rewrite the whole thing and like sample the the, the vocal out of the original track. Oh, okay. so, I, don't, yeah. I remember the day we did this because it was the election day. Was it? Yeah, we did it on election day. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, sat, yeah. we sat there all night on, listening to the results, but we were all, I'm sure that was no, the, I think it was in the daytime, wasn't it? I can't remember. Oh. More, uh, more not so subtle yeah. self-promotion, but I did give this one a spin out revolver oh, on nice uh, one, Sunday mate. at the Brewery People event. Excellent. Um, but I guess quickly about just how I met Ben is, this mm. shows I guess how not only that you're here, but yeah. how, how approachable you guys are is you played between Perfect Stranger and uh, and Dinox at yeah. that after party and yeah. that came on and I recognised the hook and I'm like, oh, I know this song, what is it, what is it, but it's not quite the one I know and yeah. I went up and just said, hey, what's this track again and you told me and then I said, what's your name, Ben, where you're yeah. from and um, I, I guess up and coming DJs, you, you see, when guys are such approachable like that, it, it helps, I guess, me now become a fan of you and cool, man. Um, it's where, and that's yeah. the great thing about the doof scene, I guess, is yeah. how people can connect to their audience and, yeah. and things like that. But I guess I think going back to that trend though, it's really important to remember where you came from as well. I know a lot of DJs who are quite sort of standoffish yeah. with with kind of, you know, fans in the crowd and stuff and they won't talk to them or they mm -hmm. just spend the whole time in the backstage bit and I always make sure to go out and hang out with my mates and stuff on the dance floor. I mean, yeah. I remember I saw you on the dance floor at Rainbow, you know. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, that's right. We've yeah. each other and worked out we we're going to do this. And like, even before that, Dinox was playing yeah. around on the dance floor before he played the yeah, big exactly. man Monday. Yeah, exactly. And so. I, think, I think it's really good to get out there and actually go and connect with people yep. and rather than just kind of hang around and not go and talk to them. Play you know, gig and leave. Yeah, kind of totally. Yep. Totally. Uh, so delving back in a bit more, I guess, to your, how you guys got started and, mm. and how you met. Um, first of all, DJ Ipcris, how did you come up with that name? And uh, uh, there's a story behind it. We'll give you a time limit. Shot, shot clock on this one. <laughs> Go on, Chris. I'm a, bit of a, I'm, I'm a bit of a film, sort of underground, sort of 60s and 70s and all that sort of mm -hmm. underground cinema and stuff. And this, this film's not particularly underground, but it's, there's a film called The Ipcrest File with Michael Caine in for, yep. for 1965. It was, a, okay. it was a, it's like sort of, it was meant to be the same film company who's made James Bond. Yes. The Broccoli. Uh, um, Albert Broccoli, but he wanted to do something that was more realistic. Mm -hmm. uh, so he did uh, the, the Harry Palmer films, a set of three films. Uh, and, the, and the first one was called The Ipcrest File, and uh, it's about the psychedelic brain drain. Right. And I just started using the name Ipcrest on the UK Psychedelic Forum <clears throat> back in, well, 
year dot 2000, <laughs> 2000 maybe. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, that, 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 and it stuck as, I didn't even really intend to DJ, I sort of mm. more of an events promoting and marketing kind of person. Okay. Uh, and I put on events yeah. uh, and I just ended up falling into DJing really sure. uh, while doing the events. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's how it came. But latterly, the, the, the third film in that uh, series is called A Billion Dollar Brain. Oh, okay. Which is, uh, which is where our first yeah. our first studio album, we've, yeah. got, we've had three studio we will have three studio albums when we release sure. Broken Britain yep. in a few, in a few months' time. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's. Uh, did that, you get, did you get contacted by the BFI or something? Yeah, like the that, British but, Film Institute yeah. contacted me for a, a film infographic yeah. about this the the fiftieth anniversary of this film. Yeah, okay. So so uh, just just because they wanted to write on there that there's a London based disc jockey. Oh, me. Cool. Yep. So it wasn't like a copyright breach or anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he uses he uses the name and it said yep. it's on there. It's on their big information graphic that's gone out all over the world oh, for that go. film. It's obviously a, it's quite a defining film. It's what made Michael Caine along with Zulu. Yeah, okay. Scene. Anyway, yeah. there's a story. Sweet. <laughs> um, you've got the noisily jumper on. We'll get to that more soon. I know you're yeah. itching at the bit to talk about um, one of your favourite events. Um, ben? Yeah. Your surname is Coda. Mm. Coda is a very musical name. Yeah. Is it your real name? No. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. um, well, you don't have to give it out on the podcast or not. No, it's fine. I'm not going to give it out on the podcast. Yeah. It's all good. I don't um, want people looking at my real LinkedIn profile. So, it's fine. So Coda means it's the, basically the concluding section yeah. of a piece of yeah. um, music or movement mm -hmm. or at the end of a ballet when yeah. they come out and, mm -hmm. and do the uh like an the crowd. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess that, that, that just naturally... You it just of, popped into my head one day, you yeah. know. It's just, um, I was, I'd, I'd been working, I mean, this was years ago now. Um, I've been working in a in a kind of a, a group called Overcast, um, mm -hmm. and we came out of that, um, and I wanted to go solo on my own. Yep. Um, so is that like, still a techno-y sort of group, or no? It's it's finished now. It's, yeah. it's, 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 yes, this is years but ago. What's, what years sort years of music? Were you? It was kind of like deep techno-y stuff, kind right. of like I'd start, I must say, the new name's way better than yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, but I describe, <laughs> I describe it as pretty much how it sounds. It's quite like sludgy techno stuff. <laughs> yeah. If you go on Beatport, you can hear a little bit of it. I mean, it was yeah. it was okay for the time, and we had support from people like Dead Mouse and stuff like that years oh, cool. and years ago. Yep. Um, but then Ben Coda came into existence probably what twelve. 13 years ago now mm -hmm. Ben Goder I mean he's always been in existence it's me but um, yeah the, the, the name just popped into my head one day yep. so before we get to how you two met um, yeah. Nanaplex as well yep. uh, do you want to explain the meaning behind that name and I guess um, why I chose that and how it reflects yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a huge amount of meaning behind it we, we were on our way we, to we, I've debated whether what, yeah. what, how I see it's true I don't know well just say how I see it and you can say how you see well, it well, <laughs> <laughs> or you well, can go always, first go we've, always wanted to, we've always wanted to combine this sort of uh, the, the part of it, the project was... Mm -hmm. It was us two first. It was Ben Cody and Ipcris for a little while yeah, first. Yeah, and we released some, some um, of our really good music, actually. Yeah, we only did yeah. a couple of tracks, but I mean, they still stand as some of our strongest music. Like oh, Shifty and We still play it yeah. now and go, fuck, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and it was the first one we ever did. Yeah. What was that, five, so six years ago, wasn't it? Like, so, yeah, 2012. Yeah. We sat so, in the studio in, in summer 2012. So then we went to a photo shoot. And we like, we need some press shots. We're, we're going to do this as a well, project. We need a name. Right, we need a name. And all the way up to the press shot, we were kind of going, what what, what kind of words do we like? And, 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 it's, and I think yeah. the, end, the end piece was that I think, I think we wanted to combine the techno and, and the, and the trot. And obviously, the, the, you, you bring it together. I think, I think we were just discussing what, what's trying to are we doing nano records did it do nano nano was nano but nano was a good word we like nano no, nano so we and like then, nano I think it was me who liked nano and you who liked the word plex Massio plex yeah well just plex uh, well it wasn't even Massio plex you just well, like, I like the word came, plex might have come from that and subconsciously you were subconsciously you're combining the, 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 the trance 
and yep. the techno brands together mm -hmm. and that's kind very of, much where we ended out. up with the project because that was kind of where we, was we, we were, to get to we were sort of umming and ahhing and the photographer in the day was like we were kind of like going I like the word nano I like the word plex like what we're going to do with them the photographer went why don't you just put them together <laughs> and we went, oh yeah <laughs> shit it sounds quite good but we, yeah no yeah and we were like, so, no, no, hang on a minute nanoplex <laughs> no, it sounds quite good <laughs> and, it, oh, yeah. and it was um and it, and it was that really but it, yeah. and, it, and, it's, and it's and it's become I think yeah. it's become a strong name. It's a good name, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really have any. Like... It doesn't have too much deeper meaning. I don't. think, No, it doesn't. Really, but it's like it's a, it's a combination of what was going on in both our heads that day. Because we could have yeah. stuck very easily with mm -hmm. our uh, with Ben Coder and Ipcress, and and because yeah. people do do that, yeah. Um, and they have done it very successfully, like sure. lots of Beckers and people like that. Yeah. But we just felt it needed a fresh, fresh new brand, a yeah, fresh reset, new yeah. brand. Yeah. You know, I, I think we did have it on the um, had the meaning of it up before. Do you know what the meaning is? No, go on. Um, it's on. not. It's not hair hair um, oh. cream, is it? Because there's there's a brand of, there's there's a brand of shampoo called Nanoplex um, from Eastern Europe. I think it's hard to hear. I've, I've I've done a double, but I reckon it might. There we go. Yep. Um. So yeah, there's a couple of meanings. I think there. There's the. Oh, I've got drugs in it. Really scientific one. <laughs> nanoplex is a complex formed by a drug nanoparticle with an oppositely charged poly electrolyte. Wow. Didn't know that. Um, compared with other nanostructures, the yield of nanoplex is greater and the complexa complexation efficiency is we've, better. We've never looked that up. Um, but then if you go down to the definition <laughs> from, from, uh, from Ninja Words, yeah. it is to perplex or bewilder someone, or, or bewilder someone yeah. to confound or flummox. A state of perplexity or bewilderment. Well, yeah. Which I, I think I probably like sums like up the, the conversation with you two guys. Nanoplex is greater and the efficiency is better. There you go. I like, I, like to, I, like, I like that to perplex and bewilder someone. Well, yeah. Maybe that's I'm, what our music set out to do. It does sort of. So inadvertently, we got there without even meaning to. And it's also yeah. a shampoo <clears throat> from Eastern Europe. That set out just about a year after we did. Because yeah. that Nanoplex, that your shampoo didn't, the brand, hair <laughs> yeah. brand didn't exist. Now we obviously compete on social we media with, with Nanoplex. <laughs> ironically, I want to have got no hair. So, um, well, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, yeah. You never used it. Or no. never well, I would to. try it if that, if that if girl you had put, any hair. No, but if that girl put it on my hair, I'd try it. Uh. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> how did Mr. Nano meet Mr. Plex? Um, it was through a mutual friend, wasn't it? Like, it was through I mean, a mutual friend. Yeah, and I mean, parties, really. This was before so, the days yeah. of Grindr. Like, yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah it, was, it was like kind of a raver. I mean, a slight bit of history before that. I mean, I was playing this sort of this yep. sort of DJ and this sort of sound, you perfect stranger kinds, this sort of vibe. Yep. Really getting on that sort of slant uh, for about three or four years. And to be honest, it got to about 2012. It was exactly the same time I met Ben. It was the really struggling, that style of music was sort of ceasing to be produced. Mm. Yep. And as a DJ, you kind of left, well, that's kind of what I do. What, what am I going to do now? Mm. And there wasn't any music to play. It was like, I can't just keep playing... Well, they have done quite a lot. Some of the really good stuff in that time. But we, we, we um, both then, came from different and then ben, angles, ben didn't we? Was like, yeah. Sort of releasing on, we released on Iboga Records and, uh, and other labels that I was interested in. And yeah. more of the progressive house, probably tech tip than mm -hmm. me. But together, we, we, we kind of met up and it's like. Mm. I remember you saying to me, like, what? Because um, like, I played at a festival called Glade. Um, yes. In the UK, which was like a kind of precursor to Noisley, okay. really, really good festival from yeah. like from years ago. Well, which I worked start, for running out. Chris yeah. worked for, and um, and someone called Ross got me that gig at Glade, yeah. and then another friend of ours introduced us to each other, and then we just like started working in the studio and hit it off. But Chris was like. I can't find any music that I, that I really like anymore. And I was, I was like, I'm the same, but let's just write it. It's come out, like, for, it's, it's come yeah. out for a session at <laughs> a studio just... and I sort of, all right, and I, I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't naturally from the, the sort of production background, so to speak. Yes. Um, I, you know, very much in a DJ 
marketing and event sort of side mm. of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, kind of, we sat down and we sort of like... You brought the psychedelic brain drain into the studio, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you God did. <laughs> but, uh, no, but no, I mean... it was, it was, but we got on really well. And yeah. infusing the sort of little samples from films and bits uh, into yeah. Ben's really good production, yep. I mean, that was kind of how it works and how it, just, it still works now. I mean, it's kind of taken... So you have all the wacky ideas and then he puts most of it together. Yeah, I mean, it's almost taken my sound because I've got my sound that I do on my own which you can probably hear and then he yeah. takes it and just turns it sideways and we both turn it sideways <laughs> together when we're in the yeah. studio together so it kind of adds a different it slant works. to it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Ben does have quite a few tracks on Beatport. Quite um, a few. A billion. If you just look at tracks alone, there's about... Well, there's nearly about 500. There's a couple of double-ups, but I reckon there's probably about 300. I reckon it's 300. Yeah. Quite, a lot, quite a lot of those are re-releases, though. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's they're, also they're... The, one of the most prodigious producers in terms of quantity and speed that I've ever come across. Yeah, like, right. In terms of getting through the writing, yeah. I'm, I don't think I've ever met anyone. Manic workflow. Well, <laughs> I don't think I've ever met a quicker producer, yeah. which works for me because I don't really like spending a huge no. amount of time in there. So. <laughs> so I, I, I do, but I like to get the tunes out. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of a thing for me that when I was younger, I was writing music and um, I, I'd sit on a tune for months and months and months and go, oh, it's not right, it's not right. But now I've learned, yeah. and, and it, it, I guess it's as your kind of skills get better as well as a producer, you learn to kind of get to a point where it's good enough Yes. Nothing's ever going to be perfect because yep. there's no such thing as perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just get it out. Also, and you move on to the next one yeah. and you carry on improving, improving, improving as yeah. the tunes go. So you yeah. can't make, yeah. you can't create perfection within this one thing. Yeah. But by getting better, yeah. each each step along the way, then you're going to get a bit better. And yeah. you know, you're never going to get to perfection, but you'll just get better and yeah. you improve and yourself. And one bit of advice I got, um, and to I guess the the young producers out there who mm. are listening, is one of my te- teachers said to me: instead of trying to get the perfect seven minute yeah. track, just make tons of two minute tracks or three minute tracks yeah. and just get that repetition yeah. up and eventually you'll, yeah. you'll make, make I mean I think, I think one of the important things is you have to you get that two minutes down but then turn it into a whole track yeah. um, and get the whole track done mm-hmm. um, and then get that finished and then that's something that's done and then you can get that out mm-hmm. and then you can get onto another one so then it's a continuous process rather than getting stuck yep. in trying to create one thing that's perfect I've seen so many people get kind of um, uh, so I guess the word is stuck like um just on creating something that's that's the best thing that it can possibly be, and it, yeah. take, it might even, they might even spend years on one track. I've seen it happen before. Yeah, um, but oh, you're, ne- you're never. Te- there's some terrible people. Yeah, you're, you're never going. You're yeah. never going to get there. Like I've seen people spend weeks and weeks and weeks on a. Kick I've drum, seen people that have never like, released. You know, they just physically. They're can't really really talented. But they never release music anything. Yeah. They can't finish anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our process is is pretty good. Like, yeah. Me and Ben will have studio sessions, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know Ben's very much the geeky. We'll finish the thing at the end. Well, I'll take it away. We get the ideas down in a day, and then I'll take it away and finish it on my. And that could take yeah. days of, of tweaking to yeah. fine tune that to make it sound yeah. as crisp sure. as it does. So but our original idea is as it is. Yeah. yeah. You so know. while we're on the creative process, yeah. I guess um, yeah. I, that is something that I definitely wanted to, to sure. go through with you guys. Sure. Is do you, um, Ben? Do you start working on something and then you kind of get together? Do, do you have an, an no. idea? Um, do you use things like reference tracks, I guess, early yeah. to, to um, work on your song structure or style? Um, it depends, really. I mean, when I'm working on my own. It can take a while to get a um, idea out. Um, it's always good to work on to a reference track. So, if you've got your own sound, um, then if you even if you have a reference track, it's, it's not it's not a problem having a reference track because then you can put your own slant on it and it won't end up sounding like the reference track. It's kind of like your, well, they your never version ever of the track. Do. They never ever do. They always sound like something but completely different. Some of our best ones yeah. recently have had no reference at all. We've just yeah. we've we've gone in. We've mm. done the reference one, yeah. which has been the first one in the session. Then we just sort of late in the day, we've 
just sort of because we just we're already in it and mm. doing it. We've started a second mm. one, and quite often the second one has turned into a banger. Yeah. Mm. But this, but this, this album though, I mean, it's it's probably quite important to say that on the album, like a lot of the tunes that we did before, all kind of sound kind of similar. Whereas the new album, on purpose, we've done it on a new computer with none of yeah. the old sounds. What, which program do you use? Uh, Logic. Cool. Yeah, I've yep. been using it for years yep. um, on the Mac. Um, we've done in two sittings over two. It was sort of done once the year before last. No, we've done in loads of sittings, but no, two, well, no, two, loads two, of sit- two major blocks. major blocks. Yeah. So the summer before last and last summer UK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we went away. We kind of went away for the winter and set the years. Well, yeah. refreshed and yep. um, did a lot of overseas yeah. stuff, and then we went back again. So but, it is the work of two halves in, yep. in a way. But we've kind of we've got we've kind of got to that point where. We've we've gone. We still use references every now and again when we get a bit stuck. But we we've kind of just been rather. We've been trying to move away from the referencing and trying yes, to move away from let's. even like going. Oh, let's put that old sound in that we've used all the time and it works really but well. You have it's also like, been doing it for two decades. Almost. Yeah, so I mean, we're doing two decades. Yeah. So you, you kind of you kind of but you end up almost like you know. There's a lot of artists out there. He'll find a sound and then just rinse it, and that's yeah. the sound that makes their career. Yeah. Whereas whenever I I find myself and whenever we find ourselves going to that corner, I've always gone right. Let's reinvent the sound and let's do something different and change. And we have got a sound. We are. We know. It, but, but there's different. There's different ways of creating that sound rather than just it. rinsing yeah, yeah. the same actual sound over sure. and over again. Yeah, we definitely and, got um, away from that. I think that's that's the whole part of the artistic process is to once you find yourself backed into a corner, I think it's really useful to take a look at yourself really hard and go, yep. you know, how can I reinvent this and improve it, mm. rather than just do the same thing over and over again, which loads of people do. Yep. You know, and it's very easy to fall into that trap. Sure. Um, but as far as creative process goes, yeah, I mean, it depends really. I think the the one thing that I find that's really important is to be able to tap into what I call is the flow. And this is going to mm-hmm. sound a little bit, I don't know. It's a thing. It's true in um, lots of and, aspects and, of um, life. And with the flow, like um, I, I used to try and tap into it when I wasn't in the mood to tap into it. And it's always like banging your head against a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I just do it when I'm in the mood to do it. Yeah. So like yesterday I had a big weekend and I was lying in bed and I was like, uh, but I felt like writing a tune. So yeah. I lay there in bed and wrote a tune and like this tune came out yesterday. So sure. it's sounding all right. But it's cool. Whereas you know, if it's, you it's book kind of, time with yourself and try and force it. Yeah, try and force it's, it out. It's, yeah. it's unthinking. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, but, it's the only thing that's very similar to it. Okay. And I like in it, what he's talking about. Yeah. It's, it's, I know I would go back to the cricket. cricket yeah. yeah, but when you're batting, mm. the, when, you're, when you're in form, you don't think about it. Yeah. You just hit the ball. Yeah. See ball, hit ball. Yeah. It's a very sort of natural thing that you, you're unthinking, you're sure. not overthinking. Yeah. And 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 I think Ben, you mm. talked about before when you when you've, you you go through like studio blocks in a way. Yeah. And now you're overthinking yeah. things. Yeah, but, but now when I go through a studio block, I'll just walk away. Yeah. I'll give myself some time out. And but what you're talking about being in form is really important because you have in to know your, out form. you've got yeah. to know your tools. You've got to be like you've got to know what you're doing yeah, so before you, you can that, tap into the flow. Yeah, so that's know. there. Yeah. So then when you've got the inspiration, then you know how to yeah. make that actually sound sure. like you want it to. So it's and a bit like sex when you're in the flow and it's happening and it just comes naturally. But whenever you start, uh, to I mean, force I, it, I, I wouldn't know about that, mate. I don't know. No one's ever told me a compliment. But whenever you're in a dry spell, me neither. Actually, no, exactly. That's probably why we both don't have girlfriends. <laughs> oh, nothing about your, how much time you spend in the studio. Yeah, um, so, uh, with that creative process, yeah. though, I guess one thing that both of you guys at the point as now is you, you are mm. on record labels mm. who bring deadlines and mm. want to have a say mm. over how the sound can be influenced a lot of the time, depending on what genre you're in. Yeah. How do you, I guess, um, what, what, what is your relationship, I guess, like with the different labels when it comes to having release dates compared to mm-hmm. um, with your creative process and well, what they we, we don't expect? Really, they're not they're not too tight on us with release dates. They kind of let us 
I mean, the good thing about working with uh, Michael and Bernal, the guys from Aboga, and also with Mark a from Lower the Tone, mm-hmm. is they give us a lot of freedom. You know, they, 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 that's awesome. just, they give us a lot of creative freedom in that they'll let us do what we if want. If our album isn't finished, we haven't got a deadline no. to finish it by. And then, and then, and then they'll, they'll actually also, they won't put a kind of their foot down and go, no, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. They'll, they'll let us have our own space as artists, which is mm-hmm. great. And it's really hard to find that as an artist. Because yeah. most labels, they'll go, no, it doesn't sound like this, mm-hmm. or such and such DJ isn't going to support it, or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and so they're putting their, their the, whoever is in charge of that is putting their own kind of um, vision of things on top of the artists, which yeah. isn't letting them be artists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, breaking the flow. It's breaking the flow, yeah. yeah, totally. And also, I mean, I've had that from artists, from, mm-hmm. from label owners, not naming any names, but um, they put that on you and then they create this block within you and this kind of tension. And, and when yeah. you have this tension in you, then you can't flow as an artist. Yeah. Um, the best thing for yeah. we're working with Iboga for us is the, the freedom. We're essentially complete yeah. create freedom. Yeah. Uh, which is the biggest gift that they've given us as a label amazing, and, yeah. and exposure, obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. and reach, which is we, which is great. It gets the music yeah. out there, yeah. but no pressure. No, sure. the thing is, I don't feel any pressure to, to, to create something in a certain way, and because of that, my music's getting better. Yeah, awesome, all the time. Yeah. Um, whereas other labels that I've worked with, you know, they, they go, you're, I'll send them some stuff, um, and they'll go, no, it's not right, or mm-hmm. you know, I said earlier, so and so might not support it, or blah blah. blah so I'm not going to put it out, and then I immediately hit a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And it's it's yeah that's we're not for a pigeon long time holdable so, no yeah. we, we, part of what we are is yeah. we're not pigeon we're not pigeon holdable as an act mm. we, we, it is a bit out there mm. it's not dead certain dead straight techno it's got its quirks mm. and it's you know yep. things that set it apart but, but that is what its strength is yeah but you, you know? and I don't want to be doing what everyone else is doing well, we I, I, I don't, I don't really, really have that bit in me it's not no me neither no it's not what I do I want bit. Yeah. I kind of, you know, we, we want to we want to be pushing things and, and pushing things further than everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be doing exactly the same and whatever's trendy in inverted commas. Yeah, sure. That for well, me isn't trendy. The, you know, it's following, like, uh, following the following current the, techno following manual the trends, to yeah. get, getting a chart hit. Yeah. Nah. Um, Dressing all in black, wearing like no, skinny not, black not jeans. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I black cap on. <laughs> I should have well, mentioned. Stars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have mentioned at the start. Um, I guess that you are on social media for those who want to follow yeah. along at home whilst we're talking. Yeah. So it's Nanoplex Music on Instagram, which is Nanoplex is N A N O P L E X. Yep. Um, ben Coda, Ben uh, C O D A. Yep. And DJ Ipcris, DJ I P C R E double S. Yeah. All correct. Yeah. Yep. And can be found on Facebook. SoundCloud yep. and Instagram, and come um, say hi, everyone. Come say hello. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And with yeah. um, with the, I guess the social medias, and you mentioned um, the labels, and on your Beatport, you will see the same track released mm. by mm. On, on multiple labels. Mm. Can you just explain to those who? So what are, happens with that is, yeah. um, I mean, you won't see the same track released on the labels that I didn't sign shitty contracts with like years ago. Uh, <laughs> so like, basically, um, what's happened with that is when I was when I was a young naive um, producer. Um, I signed a few contracts um, to a few labels, especially one recently that's been bought out by somebody. Okay. I'm not naming any names, but anyone who knows about it will know about it. Um, and this guy has got access to all of the music that I signed to this other label. Mm-hmm. And now they just chuck it out. So whenever I put um, a new release out on, say, a Bogotech or Lowering the Tone, um, these labels then chuck out old tunes from years ago when I was a naive young kind of producer and like yeah, riding the wave. And it's yeah. like it's quite frustrating, really. Yeah. Um, and there's one guy in particular that is doing it to a lot of um, artists who have, have kind of signed up with this other label that we weren't expected to get bought out by this other guy. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot of that that goes on, especially on 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 Beatport and Spotify. We so kind of closed <laughs> off a bit with that. With, with a boat, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Now, but, but it's a bogotech. It's, it's, it's a bogotech. Yeah, we're, we're a bit. We're a bit yeah. more, 
we, that, that won't happen so much. No, but I mean, it happened to me when I was younger. Yeah. We've I, released I on very few labels in Anaplex. Yeah. Uh, probably just... But the labels that we've released on aren't the kind of labels that release our tracks to those kind of shitty yeah. compilations. Well, so. your top track on Beatport um, on, on the little pop-up yeah. screen is uh, Just Let Go. So yeah. maybe, maybe they need to just let go. Yeah, no, well, that's, well, that's Matt down there. That's a friend of mine. And yeah. he's, um, he's on Outer Limits. And he does like release it again and again on compilations. But I don't mind because he's a mate. But, but there's, there's some other stuff that comes out that it's like, oh, shit, not again. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of... But there's nothing I can do about it. And there's a lot of other pr- um, producers have been caught up in yep. this loop. Um, so hopefully one day the guy who owns it all will fuck off and stop releasing tunes with <laughs> everyone else's tunes. Quick break, just to mention a couple of very quality releases that are coming out of the heart of Melbourne. We mentioned Perspective, our producer Julian's uh, Psytrance release with his good friend Oscar uh, and also featuring Cyanor, that is Pitch Black with the tunes Blither and Fragments which just got released on the Psytrance charts this week. So that's definitely one to check out, Perspective Pitch Black. And also a good friend of the pod, the Jaws Man, Joseph Connor. Jaws Man Tracks, he's recently released Jaws Man Tracks 2, features Desert Lung and the B-side single Pac-Man. That's also available on Beatport for less than five bucks. What more could you ask for? Uh, he's also got the Jaws Man Tracks number one still out, which uh, that's the initiate release with the show is on the road. So. Four good tunes there if you like your minimal deep tech, as well as Mr. Perspective with the Psytrance with Pitch Black. A couple of other quick things to check out online. Laura King absolutely smashed it closing the Dave Spark Coliseum at Babylon. That set is up on the SoundCloud for Babylon and also for Miss King. Uh, And she followed that up with a fantastic performance in front of about 10,000 people at the illustrious Sydney Meyer Music Bowl in Melbourne last Sunday supporting Nina Kravitz. So well done to Laura King. Definitely make sure you check out uh, some of her recent work. Um, also a bit of a plug for myself. If you go on the SoundCloud, you're probably listening to this in the TV podcast playlist, but there also is a Trent Off Live section there where you can check out some of my latest live sets, including at Porn & Co, Eat Out 2 with Adam Wicks. Also from my set just before Christmas at Handlebar for Dark Night. Thanks to Clint, Jamie, Jacob and the team for having me up there. And also a mix from Revolver as well as Somewhere Bar. So uh, a few different ranges on there, but check them out, guys. I appreciate any feedback and support everyone's been giving us. Now back to our wonderful mates from the UK, Ben and Chris, Nanaplat. There's no rush with anything. No, there's no rush with anything, yeah. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. It's great. Enjoying it a lot. Cheers, Dean. Cheers. Now, uh... We've played a little bit of Guess the Tune. Another custom that we like to do here on the Techno Beat podcast is uh, play a little bit of uh, show and tell. So basically, I've got a few pictures of uh, your career, (laughs) which people will be able to find on trentoff.com or also on the Facebook page, the TB podcast. So uh, producer Julian, if you want to bring up... uh, Remember the gig, have we? I can't tell you this one. (laughs) How twat you were. What's the first one? I can already see it on the screen. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Rainbow Serpent from two years ago. Yeah. Mad Monday. Mad Monday. And Chris. Oh, look how like sweaty Chris I'll, is. I'm pretty hot there. Well, I walked off the stage there, no sweat. Chris walked off absolutely drenched. I think I was dancing just as hard as you. I wore the same T-shirt this year for good luck. Those monitor, <laughs> those monitor speakers were amazing, by the way. Those F1 wedges that we had up there. It was like being on the dance floor. Like, we even had a backup laptop. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to uh, Adam Ward and the Full Throttle Entertainment crew. They yeah. do an excellent job yeah. with the speakers on, yeah, on yeah, the market really stage. Good. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, one of the things that I, I struggle with at gigs is is the monitor speakers. I mean, we both do. 
But those up there were just yeah, absolutely killer, incredible. And but like that, that, that crowd, I mean, also a comfort the crowd. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'll tell you what was nice that day. It yeah. was it was particularly. I mean, compared to what how it can be yeah. on that stage, as you well know, you've, you've mm-hmm. both been there. Yeah. It's, it wasn't too hot. Yeah. No, and one could have a proper raver because yeah. it was cloudy, mm. yep. and and that was the that, that was going that was in yeah. our favour because yeah. uh, everyone had it very large. Do you remember that? there was a base bin down on the front right that was like the size of I don't know your wall in here, it was huge. <laughs> yeah, and uh, everyone that was down the front right said it was like a hairdryer like blowing base out in their yeah. face. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually, the year before it was that windy on the Saturday night yeah. that a lot of the shade sails at the top blew down. They had to actually yeah. stop the music and fix it. Yeah. So um, and then obviously this year it was. Oh, the weather was just... It was nice. Perfect, yeah, it? it was good, yeah. It clearly wasn't that cold, though, looking at the sweat on me. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just literally... we we just come literally... No, I'm not going to say off the boat, because we flew it. Um, we'd, we'd literally... We, we came... That was we, a few we, days in, though, wasn't it? Yeah. No, we came to Rainbow Circle <coughs> the day after we landed. Yeah, right. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> no. Although we did it almost this year in, in with club nights. So I, I, yeah. I really need... Oh, but to jump straight I into Rainbow. I need four more yeah. days before <laughs> anything this time. Yeah. yeah. I've learned my lesson that it's yeah. not going to happen again. What about when you go home? How much of an of a uh, adjustment do you It like? depends, really. It's I mean, my it, 40th birthday on the day we land. Yeah, because it's his 40th birthday. There might be a bit of a... We might be able to blow away through the adjustment quite easily. Well, you never know. Well, the key is to so, stay up and reset yeah, exactly, the body clock. Yeah. Do that for another four days and then you're laughing. <laughs> Like jumping straight into a rave is quite, <clears throat> excuse me, it's quite easy to blow your way through the jet lag, but um, yeah. yeah, it can hurt. Yeah, but it doesn't. I don't think yeah, I enjoy no. the party as much as I would. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a serious jet lag. Oh look, there's me. Yeah. Right. Okay, very young looking. So very young looking without the beard. From circa 2012. Yeah, that's quite an old. That was from my first press shoot that I got done by the same guy that did um, yeah. Oh Nanoplex first press shoot. Um, yeah. I've got Alex. Mate, mm-hmm. I've got Alex from Bristol. Yep. Um, and yeah, there's me with a beanie on, um, fresh faced, no beard. Where was that taken? London, uh, Bristol. Yep. Bristol, we had the press shot done. Fresh shoot's done in Bristol. And um, yeah, I look kind of less haggard. <laughs> oh, look, there's me again. That's from yep. Glastonbury. Yep. So uh, T-shirt. Do you remember that was the Glastonbury? How do you remember that? Because I do, man. Right. Like, that was that, makes you remember that. Because that day, it's got Glastonbury. Because yeah, no, the no, description at the top. I remember. No, I remember. Because <laughs> that day, you couldn't even stand up. <laughs> you were a bit, you were a bit spangled that day. What day was that? That was just that was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> was that was that the very first one? Uh, that was the Glastonbury that I closed. Because uh, uh, not the one with the equipment fuck up. Yeah, but then I closed it. And then we drove down <laughs> to London. I wasn't tracking the day the equipment fucked up. No, no, like on the Sunday. Right, Remember, I closed that Glastonbury. Oh, yeah. on the, that was me closing Glastonbury on the Sunday night. In, what, uh, the was it, what was the equipment? Oh, the no, we, no, we, we tried something that we should never have tried. What right, we did yeah. is we, we tried plugging loads of controllers into a USB hub yep. and played in front of a big oh. crowd on like the Thursday no, night. Not a big Glastonbury. This hey. isn't a fuck about and, like, we, we yeah. all Had thrilling. you tried it before? No. <laughs> <laughs> we just got we just got some cheap um, cheaper um, well some, some, we we sponsored Novation uh, 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 controllers oh, yeah. Yep. yeah and we tried to well let's do it be all flash cunts and, yeah. and uh, uh, sorry to, pardon the French oh no um, uh, oh, do Austra- not say to yourself on this podcast we're in Australia <laughs> yeah. the word cunts is fine well, you're, yeah. from, you're, you're from Kent so yeah, exactly. you've got a bunch I'm of Kent. Kent. I am a cunt yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
uh, we tried to do something that was far more elaborate than we should ever have tried for a gig of that proportion. Yeah. So how, yeah. well, how big was the audience for, at your stage? Uh, it must have been about five, six hundred people, but it was yeah. kind of spreading out. So it was the Glade tent, it's called. It's okay. Glade, 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 Glade was uh, an area of Glastonbury that moved into becoming a festival that yeah. I ended up working for. It became like a 15,000 yeah. people festival. Mm -hmm. But it's just gone back to being at Glastonbury again now. Yeah. But the whole area opens on Thursday. Yeah. And we, what I've played on the Thursday night for years there now was Nanaplex or yeah. Ben and me have played separately. And uh, Hopefully playing in there again. Fact, hopefully. You know, we, yeah. we haven't got to that point yet, but, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, but this, this, this set is up on SoundCloud, if anyone wants to listen to it, on my, on my yeah. Ben Coda page. Yeah. It's kind of a bit further down, but yeah, it was, cool. it was a good old set, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Glastonbury is a very... I was I on guess. LSD. Yeah, that's why, that's why you couldn't stand up. I you didn't were on even a lot. You were on a lot of LSD that day. I didn't even that's come to the gig. I didn't even come and see it because I wasn't really capable. I wasn't, I wasn't it was a long, slow day. I wasn't on LSD that day. So. I wasn't yeah. capable. <laughs> so um, Glastonbury is a very, I guess, sacred region yeah. in the world. Yeah. Can, I haven't been there before, yep. and I've that's I guess why they have that. Chris is probably better. Yeah. Can you can you feel that? And I guess we will be really. Love going there, and I actually mm. love camping there. In the to yeah. take the festival away from this, yeah. uh, which I've been to many, many times. I love going to this the town of Glastonbury mm -hmm. in Somerset on the the Isle of Avalon, which is what it's called. It's like yep. a little hill that pokes up in the middle of the, the Somerset Flats. Yes, uh, and. That the the high street there is right. Really, it's full of the most cosmic people. Really. <laughs> like, Mr. and Mrs. Cosmic. Are there. Central, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, I love just yeah. I love putting a cat. I love camping in the town. There's like loads of campsites nearby, and you can just wander in, and 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 you can go to. It's like um, the, the, the the Glastonbury tour there. Yeah. Uh, which is the you know the the sacred the, the, the the church. The, yeah. the, the, it's yeah. like a hill that just splits up out of nowhere. Mm. Yeah. And it's like a, a church on the on the top of it. Yeah. Because there used to be an abbey there, and yeah, it's, quite, it's, it's quite a cosmic place. It's cosmic. It? There's yeah. like the, the what they called the oh, I can't remember there, but it's like a natural springs. The Chalice like Well. A, Stonehenge yeah. is kind of on the way down. Yeah, there as well. Ch Chalice, right. Chalice Well, which you could go. It's sacred water where you can guess, but it's it's very cosmic place. I have family there. Cool man. I've been there many times. Yeah. Here we go. I love Somerset. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, a, it's a beautiful part of the world. I, yeah. can't, I can't tell you the exact history of the of the chapel on the top of the hill. It's one of the seven wonders of the world, is it? Or no, I don't think. I don't think Stonehenge might be. I don't know. Yeah, Stonehenge. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it, I tell you what, you go up there at sunset, man. It's yeah. uh, it's a fantastic place to watch your, the clouds. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, and uh, it's it's certainly a special place, mm -hmm. particularly in autumn when the those fogs on the right hand side image mm. yeah. roll in from the across the aisle. It's uh, special. Magic. Yeah, yeah, special. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, well, I guess what what is the biggest crowd you played in front of then? Of, oh, all, the, all the big festivals. Rainbow, I, I, I think it's probably that Mad yeah. Monday. Yeah. That I'd certainly fit more people in there than yeah. that market. So we played a we played a big set at um, uh, Azora. Uh, uh, boom. No, yeah, boom. Boom. Yeah. No, Azora. Do you remember that eight hour set we did at Azora? Yeah, that was I mean, huge. I mean, like, Azora. Right, I mean, right I, we, I don't. I'm, I'm really bad at measuring though. Yeah. That stage yeah. particularly. So which I stage think boom you must on? have been about eight thousand on the Alchemy Circle by the end of it. Like there was a yeah, lot. That was 2014. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Have you played this since? No. No. We, we were very sort of fresh. Yeah. It's just off with that extra. We only really we had. The amount of music they asked us to play. About an hour and a half, yeah. That or two hours. Was it two hours? We had yeah. two hours. We had two hours. Yeah. yeah so, and I think, I think the first half an hour was a DJ set because we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we didn't have quite. We enough. didn't have enough. <laughs> but we were, we were playing after um, what's his face? Can't remember. Someone else who was playing a bit faster. So, so Becker's were no, after. they were after us. 
And so we kind of warmed up into ourselves yeah, out of the DJ before. Um, Lupus in February. Lupus in February, that is it. So and how fresh... Grouch um, was after that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Grouch. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to all, Grouch a bit later. All, the, all yeah. these familiar people that we yeah. sort of started off on the road with being mm-hmm. programmed next to, like you, Lee, and yeah. oh, Kynes, James Munro, Grouch. Yeah. James Munro, Boone this year. Dean Ox and Beckers. last year, sorry. They've all... Yeah, we've played with these now, guys numerous times no, over times. the years, yeah, um, and, and, and and it's great. I, I think that I think though that Azora eight hour set that we did, um, which was what two three years ago now. So was that twenty seventeen? I think uh, it was, the... was twenty seventeen. Yeah, I mean we had a huge crowd for that, and we, we didn't quite realise quite how big it was because the the Pompey stage is. Yeah. a certain amount of people but it's it was a very the way down weird the hill, setup like. that stage like you dance yeah. on carpet it's yeah. you're kind of most crowds you step like the hill goes up so people can yeah. look over it's it's kind of goes down, down. Right. and the, yeah. the sound system kind of booms outside the tent as well so, so yeah. the sounds like down the hill it's like you can hear it pumping yeah. which is cool in the yeah. very early um, Azoras or yeah. earlier Azoras um, I, it's very hard to even imagine it now I don't know if you know this stage it's, yeah you, I used to just, I used to camp there. Yeah, right. That mm. that was the cinema stage. There was yep. no techno or anything. They may have had a very few ambient sets. Sure. But you could just camp like right next to it, yeah. between that and the roadway. Which yeah. <laughs> now is there's where would you camp now? I mean, yeah. I just camped under a tree there. And I remember it. <laughs> so it, when was it? When was your first time you went there? Two, maybe it was. Maybe. It's 2013, wasn't it, for you? No, no, it was before. 09? Oh, right. oh, right, okay. Yeah, well, I went there not as a non-DJ. Yeah, yeah, no, but I thought it was 13. No, no, it was before oh. that, yeah. So, so you played a couple of times there? We played there for the five, five years. Five years. Yeah. Five years. This is the fifth booking this yeah. year. I reckon I did see you play a bit, because I was at the 2016 one. Cool, man. I think That's I the long one. Here. Yeah, I saw Dean for eight hours as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, we played longer than them. Yeah. That was one of the first things I got to meet. Christian Dinox, cool. um, and one of the first things I asked him, because it was one of the best sets I've ever been to, yeah. but I uh, said, so you never posted that recording. You always post the recordings from um, Azora, and he's like, yeah, our recorder just yeah. it, it must have been clipping or something, and they just yeah. never put it on. And I was like, you did play for eight hours, didn't you? Yeah. I was wondering if it actually went that long or if I was yeah. just deep in the trance. He's like, no, we, we did. I'm yeah, like, we, we, we've got a whole idea how I managed to how I managed to play. Well, how do you that, that, that long? That, that, that gig, though, like we've been at Wonderland the weekend before, haven't we, in Germany? I didn't even drink. And yeah, then like I, went, I went to Azora, you went home. Didn't even have a beer. I stayed at Azora for the whole week. How many party. times did you play the same song? And then we did, we did, eight, we did we're supposed <laughs> to do two hours. a couple of times. Yeah. We're supposed to do two hours. An and hour uh, and the half. crowd, hour and a half, the crowd was so big that like at one in the morning, the, yeah. the stage manager was going, look guys. Oh, turn it, you've got, you've you got, got to turn it. No, no, it wasn't Tilly, it was Peter. And he goes, you've got oh, to turn it off in a bit. And So were you guys the closing set? Yeah, we're supposed to finish at 12. Yep. And then uh, ambient and cinema comes on. But then, right. but then there was nothing until six. Yeah. And then Atilio, the guy that runs it, who's an absolute legend, came running up to us and went, boys, just keep this up, carry on going as long as you want. And then he came over at like six in the morning and we were like he, collapsing still on the floor. Carry, like, and he goes, there's an ambient DJ on at six. You guys, I can, I like, can we, chuck we, you we, off. We, we went, nah, <laughs> no more. We were basically like, holding each other like, up yeah. on stage. <laughs> like, yeah. That was amazing though, watching the sun come up and seeing the same people there. I'll tell you what wasn't amazing, going up to the artist camp when it was 38 degrees. <laughs> for, for what was to be my sleep after that, that never happened. I think we both went and had a cry for about a few hours and then went back and yeah. raved for the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I, sat, I, sat, I sat under a tree with Oscar yeah. Grouch and his missus yeah. for five hours um, and lost myself a little bit. Yeah, I went and lost myself uh, with my girlfriend at the time. But um, like that, that really takes it out of you doing are that. You're playing just, there again. Yeah, you're playing there again this year. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're quite tight with the guys. There's a yeah. connection with that and um, I've just taken over the... Um, uh, the London Azora 
Mm-hmm. Event which Ben Ben's helping me out with, and awesome. we're, we're so sort we're, of we're, we're teaming up really to do yeah, it. Yeah, sure. um, so when is that happening? Uh, April the twenty sixth in London, um, and it's a, it's a new project that I haven't. It's been happening in London before with other sort of promoters okay. and stuff. But we, you know, just taking it on. We, we, we're yep. really tight with those guys, as you could probably see from having played yeah. there numerous times. Uh, and yeah, it's been it's it's, it's proven to be very popular. We've sold. Yep. A lot of tickets. Well, fifty yeah. percent of the tickets are sold already for yeah. an event that's not until May almost. So, sure. so um, who are some of the headliners you've got on that uh, one? We, it's, it's obviously predominantly UK. No, it's no, it's not. We've got people from overseas, but it's, it's a trance-ish based event on Ooh. the main room. So, yep. we but it's kind of opening with us. Yes. Moving into um, Atmos from awesome. my Vega Records, who um, we particularly I'm a fan of the yep. b- the brand of trance techno that he puts out. Uh, movie, uh, Emoc, the oh, label head at Iboga. Um, one of the best sets I've also seen. Awesome. I'm going to keep talking about my experiences, but no, that, that, yeah, that, that, my that, name that, is in the title of the podcast. Um, <laughs> he, he, he opened a boom last year. Um, yeah. The sun setting behind the stage perfectly, just playing the most beautiful side first set. Brilliant. Everyone's just dead set rocking. Yeah. Quite melodic. Yeah. Um, and is playing at yeah, ba- again, uh, Babylon. Babylon. Uh, yes, but, yeah. we're seeing uh, four, in, in four days. Uh, yes, we're yeah. seeing you yeah. on Thursday. Yeah, yeah awesome. but we're gonna go and hang out with him because we haven't seen him for a while. Because obviously nah. we're always we don't live in the same country, so we don't yeah. get to hang out. But anyway, yeah, uh, he's marking to yeah, a friend of ours called Tom Lurk, who's uh, yeah. one of the mainstays of the UK scene. He runs an uncle Planet Showroom in very Bristol. good DJ, yeah, really good DJ. Yeah, and Emok also is um, one of the Iboga heads, correct? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's one of the bosses. Lucas yeah. from yeah. Tip World, yeah. fat, fabulous DJ. Someone that Ben's worked with, yeah. um, and we've worked with yeah. a, a lot. Tip World isn't something you find in the back alley either. Yeah, no. <laughs> and he's be, and he's become so, and he's become a friend. He's part of yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, he's become a friend. He's, yeah. he's he's from the techno side, and he's become a trance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Regan from Nano Records again awesome. playing at Babylon, mm-hmm. um, and and, and, and Vega and Suzuki who um, Vega the programs Azora yep. and Suzuki runs the Azora Radio, so it's a great collaboration of. Fat lineup. Yeah. It's a yeah. funny, it's, it's, to be honest. <laughs> and Josco and Ali G in the chill, yep. chill. Josco yep. programs to chill out in Azora. Yep. So, yeah. uh, and, and it's the, the family yep. coming it's together yeah, for yeah. the night in yeah. London. It definitely yeah. sounds like it's going to be a good one. So, for yeah. any of our Euro, particularly UK listeners, that is definitely one to get along to. Yep. Absolutely. And now, before we move on to um, some more photo time, um, you've got the Noisily Festival of Music and Arts. Sweater on, yeah. Uh, Chris, do you want to? I guess tell us a bit more about Noisily because, well, actually, before you do that, let me just rattle off. I've got quite the list here. Um, festivals you guys have played at: Rainbow, Rabbits, Azora, Boom. We've talked about Noisily, mm-hmm. um, Eclipse Festival, some other places: Afterburn, Fragments in Montreal, Ministry of Sound London, mm-hmm. Cross Club in the Czech Republic, Juice Club in Hamburg, Fastbinder Russia, R19, Voice, Void Club Germany. Any other major ones that I guess stick out, and then um, yeah. tell us about Glastonbury. Well, we've talked about Glastonbury, haven't yep. we? Um, well, the, the Oregon Eclipse as well was good. Yeah, that was that was good. Symbiosis. Yeah. Um, I played at one in Mexico recently called um, oh, what was it called? Had <laughs> a funny name, Poison Festival. That was <laughs> a, <laughs> really, really horrible good. Horrible name, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was that was a great party. That was a great party. Um, um, I played at Time and Space in Mexico. Yeah, time and Space in Mexico. We yeah. split up occasionally yeah, to do some of these. Origin Festival in mm-hmm. South Africa. Antares in Berlin. Uh, Earth Dance in Cape Town. Yeah. Yep. And upcoming doing one called um, Bazik in, in March in, in, uh, yeah. um, in Cape Africa, Town yes, again. Got mm-hmm. yeah. a good connection with down there. Uh, have you ever done Africa Burn or is that something you look at doing? Or? 
No, because to be honest, that, that hasn't happened yet for some reason, but we're obviously... We're quite tired of Our first, our wise, first yeah. in yeah. with the the Burn crew was, mm-hmm. was with Blazing Swan. So yeah. Blazing Swan's absolutely amazing. We're looking so forward to lots yeah. of future connections yeah. with sure. those guys. We already have yeah. a big connection with the guys over in Perth, and I yeah. think it's just something that's going to sort of yeah. embellish and grow, and sort of in, yeah, grow, grow yeah. you know. So how do you find travelling to all the different countries and towns? Um, um, is your, the safety of different places and the, and the different the, the I guess, cultures you take in? The like, safety is generally okay. The culture is amazing because like, yeah. we, we get to go to places and we get to hang out with the locals. So mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I hate doing when I go abroad is just being like a tourist. Sure. And going to see yeah. all the sites and that. I just, I just hate being on the tourist trail. So I'm re- yeah, we're both really lucky that we both yeah. get to go and hang out with the locals and get to see all the stuff from a local's point of view. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, if I'm going to a place that I really yeah. like, like for instance... Yeah. Or here's one for instance, or something like Cape Town. I'll always go and stay. If, you know, if someone's going to yeah. book us a flight to go somewhere, yeah. I'll go and hang out. I've developed quite yeah. a few friendships in quite a lot of these places. And yeah. you know, it's different. We maybe if we go to Europe, we'll just we'll pop over for the night yeah. or two nights and hang out with the guys mm. and go home. But with these further well, away I mean, destinations, yeah. we've, we've got like a worldwide family now. You know, we talk about the family, and it's it's, yeah. it's and you probably host them as well as they yeah, host of course. you. Yeah, yeah. When they come to England, they get looked after too. But it's kind of. Um, it's a funny one, really. It's it's like it's it's one of the real big bonuses of it is that I've got mm. well, we've both got friends all over the world now, and it's it's something yeah. I never dreamed of having, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's amazing, really. And, and as you're saying, like it's nice to go away and actually, you know, staying with our friend Herc at the moment. Um, and it's great to get to go away and spend some quality time with these people. You know, mm. I mean, the, the, the downside. It's not a downside. Mm. It's just what the, the yeah. result of this, though, yeah. is that you know we're on the I'm, I'm on. The last five years specifically, I've been on the road a huge amount, you yeah. know. Yeah. It affects your as life. It's been, yeah. It really has affected both of our lives at home. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you get lonely a bit too. And I don't, I don't, we're all right with that. I'm fine with the travelling, yeah. It's I've, just the, I've got um, a lot of friends all over the place. It's Your life's on freeze at home yeah. all the time. Sure. Yeah. It's you're very not, hard you're, for, not, you're not developing that, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very hard for like holding a relationship mm, down yeah. and stuff like that, you know, because... No, you're constantly away. But we're following um, our dream. We're following yeah. our dream, uh, yeah. And you only get one chance at that dream, yeah, sure. more than likely. Yeah. yeah. If you're very lucky if you get two or three, yeah. or, or even two. Yeah. Um, so you don't let that go uh, yeah. once you've started off on the yeah. uh, on, on following it. Yeah. And uh, we're very committed to sort of seeing it through, seeing yeah. it through and, and making it happen. Although, yeah. you know, things have got to be addressed with the, yeah. you know, you can't just keep walking away from England and like leaving it on hold you certainly time. can when it's winter I'm very happy to leave it at this time of year yeah. and I will continue to do so for the rest of my life when was the last time you had a winter you're probably in summer a lot travelling from uh, Australia yeah I mean I'm, I'm going to go back into winter in another uh, week but you're going off to Panama aren't you Panama yeah. I work for another festival yeah. uh, called Tribal Gathering in cool. um, uh, in Panama in Central America so I'm home mm-hmm. for five days then I'm off there yep uh, again music festival I've been going to for five years and yep. So, and then we're off to do, you know, yeah. other overseas events after that. So it's. Yeah. Uh, I think it's worth, it's worth saying though that you know it's it's not, uh, especially at our level, you know, mm-hmm. it's not that glamorous really. I mean, but saying that, we're really lucky to be able to do what we do. The, and, yeah. Yeah, but it's taken a lot, a lot of hard work and a lot of yeah. a lot of sacrifices. Sacrifices well. are the yeah. that, that, the, yeah. the, the commitments you've yeah. had to make and. You know, the things you haven't been able to do at home because you've been yep. literally yeah. on the road. But, you know, I fucking love being I mean, none, neither of us like have a, have a house that we own. None of yeah. us have much stuff. Yeah. But I don't really give a fuck about that. I'm like, I'm quite happy to live life through the experience. Yeah, well, you are getting and, awesome yeah. experiences. And exactly. I guess you guys show that you don't need to have no. the quarter of a million SoundCloud followers to be able no, to get gigs no. all over the world. Well, that's and, probably and what SoundCloud followers. I guarantee you... Um, 
well, hang on a minute. How much? Two hundred fifty thousand. I say two hundred forty-nine thousand nine hundred, whatever. Yeah. Are probably fake. Because yeah. I tell you what, there's a lot of people who are on a lesser level than us. Yeah. This is this is very true, and something mm. you, you know, that you, I, I really I'm keen yeah. to bring up in this podcast. Actually, mm. is that you know our, our numbers are, are, are genuine. Yeah. On our, on our uh, yeah. social media, I spend a lot of time. It's what I do for a living. There's mm. uh, so, social media marketing yeah. and, and, and mm. developing that side of our brand i don't sure. like using that word by the way but yeah. we have to use it I mean, yeah that's what we are yeah um and i spend a lot of time <laughs> developing those audiences in each country which we go to yeah and pushing the promotion to the right people rather than just a lot of these guys i mean on all honesty are there a million people in the world into side trance there's people that got <laughs> that's a question million, million <laughs> nine hundred thousand followers on facebook yeah. no yeah. they haven't it's bullshit yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. i know i know it's bullshit because yeah there's quite a few of them. I mean, we can go further down into this if you want yeah. to, Trim. I, I, I had a chick the other day, she's like uh, a yoga shit. teacher. She was telling me what you do to get your interest up is you get on Tinder, you put your link in Tinder, and then you mm. just swipe through all of them, and then they click on it and you get your yep. things up. And I go, Well, I don't want those people. No. If, if that's how they're coming genuine. A particular point of what I'm trying to do with what we're doing is make sure that every person that likes or, 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 or integrates with our. Our, our media presence is across, you know, yep. SoundCloud, Facebook, Nanopex Music, Instagram, yep. on the Instagram, is is that they're the real, genuine, they're genuine yeah. people, mm-hmm. so that we can access that audience in the future. Yep. Uh, and they, we know that they're they want to hear it. They want to hear it. Yeah. That yep. may only be a thousand people in Australia. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It, 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 those one thousand people are really important you, to yep, us, exactly. and they want to know about it yeah. because. Yep. They've shown over time that they want to, yeah. Yeah, sure. uh, and th- this is how we. I mean, you know, we, we do things properly. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to burst any bubbles, but it's probably worth saying that you know, don't believe everything you see or read, especially, <laughs> especially with artists who are like, um, you know, quite sort of who have blown up out of nowhere, which you know, yeah. so, certain people do, like they just appear on the scene and like mm-hmm. you know, they've got all these sick tunes. It's like, how did that guy suddenly write or that girl write those tunes in such a short amount of time or? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of ghostwriting going on. There's a lot of, of big PR agencies behind yep. people. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that is kind of all a bit hush hush. Yeah, and that doesn't um, the, longevity the, isn't really going to happen. No, that is, that is that is not genuine. You know, yeah. and, and I can guarantee you, me and Chris are as genuine as it gets, really. Well, because um, I, I can tell you, like, you know, we mainly have like, say, for instance, on Facebook, we've got what ten thousand followers, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They've been hard earned. Mm. You know, in terms of the way that it's been built and structured, yeah. so that there's no bullshit in there. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've spent years and years and years learning music. You know, Chris spent years and years learning the the promotion and the marketing side of things. So you know, it's yeah. kind of it's it's not it's not kind of click your fingers, mm. make it happen, which a lot of people do with money, mm-hmm. um, which neither so, of us I can guarantee so you. The reason, we, so, like, you know, the reason that we move around and we can gig like we do more than a lot of these artists who've got five hundred thousand followers, mm. yeah, it's because because it's actually yeah. real, it's genuine, it's real. And not yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, it's as simple as that, yeah. really. But yeah. I think yeah, I think it's worth I mean, it is worth just saying yeah, be careful what you what, what you, you believe because there's yeah. a lot of smoke and mirrors in the dark in the, the dark, dark industry, <laughs> the dance industry, um, yeah. and the music music industry as well. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I make a I make a point of trying to say this on social media every now and again. Um, yeah, I don't know whether people listen, but it's 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 worth saying that, you know. A lot of it is just smoke and mirrors. It really is, yeah. you know. And there's a lot of people who just and want more, to... I'm working in the back end of yeah. this industry, which I do through the festivals I work for, yeah. particularly as a marketing, di- marketing yeah. director of a, 
and mm. we speak to PR agencies. Yeah. You buy your presence in in, yeah. in things like DJ Mag Mix yeah. Mag. Yeah. If you want a front page cover, yeah, yeah. You, can get you can do what. Yeah. If someone is willing to sponsor you yeah. as Nanoplex, we could have a major article in there tomorrow, yeah. ne- next week. But we don't have yeah. the money to do that. We don't have them ne- no. next month. So we, yeah. we we don't have the money to do that. Yeah. But someone and there are companies out there willing to sponsor some of these mm-hmm. acts that pop out of nowhere to the, to the tune of £40,000 so that they can have that front Bombay. page yeah. for an article for, yeah. on Mixmag. Yeah. Um, this wasn't the case back in the day. Less so before they really struggled, these magazines, to yeah. exist. Yeah, well, I yeah. guess they started out being genuine themselves. Yeah, yeah, well, they started more out, sponsors and then... Yeah. They started out before get, online yeah. uh, took over. Now online's killed yeah. their advertising. Yeah. So now their advertising is getting people to, to, to sponsor yeah, their... Paid placement. ...article placement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you've got and to. They, we then, know that because we've been offered it. And these <laughs> people as well, they buy tunes, say they're, yeah. like, say they're amazing producers, but they're not. They're going to be doing it for... Well, so it comes from a place enough. of uh, not, Ego. An, uh, not an uneducated place. Yeah. It comes yeah. from a place of I've worked on that side of the industry for a festival. Yeah. I know exactly what we've been offered and we can buy mm. for these many different articles. It's, mm. But I think, it's Chris, like, shit. look at you. you, you <laughs> it is fucking shit. And you've, got to, you've also got to look at why these people who are, you know, not naming any names, but why these people are actually doing it mm-hmm. in the first place. Are they doing it there to soak up everyone's energy and to bolster up their ego? Or are they doing it to give something back to people yeah. and actually help them? Like, you know, and... Uh, I'd say, like you know, a lot of the time they're they're, they're doing it just yeah. to just to kind of stand there and pull a Jesus pose in front of a big crowd. Yeah. Like that's it. And it's similar to current affairs programs and that sort of thing. It's yeah. You can pay how you want to put a story spun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So all I would say is just be careful what you believe and, and who you believe in. Because uh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Well, that seems like the perfect little point for us to end on there for this part one of this super TB podcast. Pod two will be coming in the following days, and as producer perspective, Julian said at the top of the pod we'll post up part two once this one gets a few hundred listens so get out there share it if you like it uh leave some feedback or some comments on not only our facebook page but also uh the nanoplex facebook or the instagrams of of ben coder or dj chris the guys were very excited to come in and we were so wrapped to have them so um any feedback you can pass on to those guys whilst you're enjoying their tunes would also be very grateful um good to hear them there talk about uh not only i guess the effects of social media and and how it can really help you in the events or DJ game, but also some of their favorite parties and events and festivals to have been part of. The creative process I found very interesting there. And as we get into part two, we'll uh, talk a little bit about Ben's podcast, Setting the Tone. So check that out first. He does that with Meet Katie. So have a bit of a listen to that in between this one getting posted and part two going up. We get into Noisily, which uh, Chris has a big part in organizing, the big festival coming up in the middle of the UK summer. Uh, we discuss their dream lineups, their Mount Teshmores, uh, what it's like playing with hardware uh, equipment. And the one thing they asked me to definitely not cut out is their comments on the New South Wales government and their recent law changes over the past few years uh, since the guys themselves moved away. So part two is coming soon. We talk more about Broken Britain, their new album. Have a few more fun questions for them. Guys, thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. And here is our... First track of the week here for part one. That's one from Ben's latest release. We heard a little bit of a snippet there, but here is We Create, Ben Coder. Thank you very much. Aviento. Aviento.